Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, Brad Caldwell here, a brand strategist and multiple-time CEO and the owner of Spark Business Strategies, a branding and marketing agency in North Carolina. Whether you are listening 
live on Clubhouse right now, or you've caught the Breakfast with Champions podcast that is available for you wherever you download podcasts from, I want to thank you for tuning in. We call this segment The War on Mediocrity. Uh, If you are live in Clubhouse right now and you see the title, Why Do So Many People Settle for Average? It's like the title was made for my segment. So thanks whoever was in charge of titles. Where we are in in the war on mediocrity, we work to capitalize on your successes, celebrations, and revenue by calling out and working around the mediocrity that we accept as business leaders in ourselves, our teams, our leaders, and our clients. This week's segment is on overcoming doubt. So do me a favor, hit the share. Many of you listening right now live are regulars that I've come to know, voices that I recognize, and people following along in segments week after week after week. So help the breakfast table reach more folks today. If you're on the podcast, I'd be honored if you'd share this episode on any of your social media platforms. If you tag me in it and I'm on that platform, and I'm probably on that platform, I'll do my best to like and comment on all of it. That is the pitch. Share, follow, all those things. Now back to the show. I doubt me. Let's put that out there as kind of a baseline. Whatever it is that you think of me, whatever it is that you've heard of me, however it is that you feel about me, I doubt me. For whatever successes I've been fortunate enough to embrace or earn, there are always doubts creeping around the corner. As a dad, I worry that the attention my oldest son gets is the oldest and the one with an illness and the one with all the first time evers completely outshines my middle son. I worry that I'm making a middle child out of my middle child. Am I paying enough attention to my wife? Am I giving her enough space? Am I the friend I should be to the people that love me? Am I the friend that I should be to the people that don't love me? But nothing, and I mean nothing, rattles the cages of my insecurity quite like owning a business. In 2019, our first full year in business at Spark, we doubled a single company's revenue. Just one company. We had other clients, but one company went from about $200,000 a year, not quite a quarter of a million, to just over $400,000 a year in a single year. And then in 2022, or I'm sorry, in 2020, we doubled their revenue again. They became a million dollar business during a pandemic. And we also saw every single client take huge leaps forward in their revenue, their reach, their ability to communicate their brand. I know our numbers. I know our stats. Spark has the receipts. We've done great work by a lot of really good companies in a bunch of different industries, but I've also given our pitch hundreds of times and been rejected. I've been hung up on by people who didn't know who I was and hung up on by people who did. I've been misunderstood no matter how many times I try to explain what branding really is and how proper branding impacts hiring, training, lead generation, lead conversion, operational alignment, revenue stability, and growth and scaling, I've lost to cheaper services that make promises they won't keep. I've watched cheap marketing rake in money while good marketing gets called too expensive. And when I land the client, even more doubt creeps in. Did I overpromise? Can I do for them what I've done for others? Will they apply what I'm teaching while I'm busy doing other things for them? Did I charge them correctly? Am I going to lose money in this? Am I going to make money in this? Will we make enough this month to pay everyone? 
And like, damn, we're halfway through April. People are already talking about Christmas shopping. Now I'm worried people can buy gifts for their kids. I am acquainted with doubt. But don't feel sorry for me. I battle the doubt demons very actively. I stay on my toes recognizing that anything from failure to the slightest shift from my own forecast gives doubt permission to make endless edits into my reality. Hear that. From failure to things just not going according to plan allows doubt permission to make endless edits in my reality. Because more often than not, and you'll hear this again later, doubt is a liar. It's a liar. Something didn't go according to plan, so now you doubt. Didn't mean the plan was bad. Didn't even mean the plan was wrong. Didn't mean you did anything wrong. Doubt just creeps in. Sometimes doubt's a warning. A lot of times doubt's a liar. What about you? Do you know doubt? Self-doubt, corporate doubt, doubt about relationships, doubt about past choices, doubt about future prospects. Here are a few simple steps to overcoming doubt as business people. You guys are about to have a really interesting moment because they're going to take a really strange pause because my two-year-old just walked into my office for the first time ever in doing this show. I've been doing this show for over a year now. I've never had anybody walk in this room. Hi, Benjamin. Can you come here? Can you say good morning? Good morning. There you go, everybody. Good morning, Benjamin. Oh my gosh, they're all saying hey to you. Good morning. Good morning. Can you say say don't doubt? Good morning. Good job. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, buddy, go 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 grab your brothers or your mom, okay? Daddy's gonna finish the show, okay? Thank you, buddy. That's the first time that's ever happened, guys. I've been doing this for a long time. My Ever since COVID hit, my office has been uh, in our house, and I have never had one of my kids walk in during the show. That's crazy. Okay. All right. That's really funny. In a moment where we're talking about things like, what makes you doubt you? And I try to script and plan as much of these talks as I possibly can. Everything I'm saying right now is not scripted. Like any <laughs> anything I'm talking about right now, from the moment I asked you, are, do you know doubt? And my office door opened and it opened really slowly. So I knew exactly who it was. As I'm getting to the lead in to like, hey, here, here's how you can deal with that. <laughs> you can deal with doubt. A two-year-old walks in the door. Because sometimes things just don't go the way you plan. So all of that said, the lead in I intended and the introduction that I did not intend. Here are a few simple steps to overcome doubt as business people. We're going to kind of roll through them because I have a hunch that the breakfast table has some people who are acquainted with doubt sitting here this morning. And as you sit here acquainted with the doubt that you're familiar with, you're going to have some thoughts, how you've battled it, how you're dealing with it, how you're not dealing with it, how it's winning, how you beat it back. So as you're thinking about the doubts that you have dealt with, Let's talk about how to overcome it. Number one, priorities are the God, are the guardrails of the journey. Success is not. Priorities are the guardrails of the journey. Success is not. 
Let's start this morning with something radical. Success is less important than your priorities. Success is less important than your priorities. Unless, of course, your priorities are either to be successful or your priorities are stupid. And you can have really dumb priorities. Let's be super clear, guys. Your priorities can be completely wackadoo. But that's an entirely other show. I don't even know how to write that one yet. How to have not dumb priorities. Well, I'll let Dora write that one. But but guys, my encouragement to you this, this morning is to think in terms of success bows the knee to whatever your priorities are. So assess yourself right now, this morning. Brad, it's awfully early for assessment. It's never too early for assessment. What matters most to you this morning? Not the list you read in the Forbes article, your list. What are your priorities? If you are looking for peace today, then wealth today is not the proper measure of success. Peace is. If you're looking to make your company a family environment, then culture is the priority above all else. If your priorities are to align with all of your future goals, then the present challenges simply need to align with your future. That's the win, not what others call success. Now, I'm not ignoring need. Of course, we need to make money to live. We need to be able to afford our bills, our buildings, our staff, etc. But that's meeting needs, not achieving some radical standard for success. So the very first step in overcoming doubt is to know your priorities and allow that list to be the divining rod of a good day versus a bad one. If your priorities are to be a parent who's gotta go to work, then find enough joy in your work to teach your kid how to love what they do one day. Don't fake it. I struggle with fake it till you make it because I know a lot of people who've spent far too much of their life faking it. If someone could tell you fake it till you make it because after three weeks of faking it, it all snaps into place, then fake it till you make it is a perfect formula. Instead, I would say recognize that the position that you're in right now might be accomplishing priorities that don't seem connected. I want to be able to have time to do and see all the things my kids are a part of. So on my worst days at work, I remember Parker, Elliot, and Benjamin. I just do. My wife's the exact same way. We've had this conversation, she and I. What do you do on your worst day at work? I think about being able to not miss things with our kids. So I push through the bad days. Now we're both fortunate that we love what we do. She's a nurse. She loves being a nurse. She has a little sister who's a nurse. She has a little sister who's a PA. There are a lot of very smart medical minds in her family. She's very good at what she does. She loves it. I'm in branding and marketing. I love helping business leaders figure out the best way to take what they're best at to the people who need it most. 
I love that job. You might not love your job. But if you're in a job you don't love, and the idea is it's going to just make you successful, that's inaccurate. Understanding your priorities is what will make you successful. Because otherwise, you're just saying success based off of someone else's list. Number one is priorities are the guardrails of the journey. Success is not. Number two. You got here. You got here. Remember how and own it. I got some marketing um, from Chick-fil-A. I was there for about five or six years. Their marketing is very tight. Their branding is very tight. I didn't teach them anything, I promise. Um, they taught me a lot, even while I wasn't necessarily in marketing and branding, so that when we ended up moving across the country, just outside of Seattle, Washington, from Durham, North Carolina, I got to link up with an independent marketing agency out there. And then a few years later started Spark just over three years ago. I remember my goals changing at Chick-fil-A. I remember learning and losing and doubting and celebrating. I remember growing in the wins and in the losses. I remember my knowledge of the marketing industry exploding in Washington. And then as I learned, and as I could really put frameworks on around what marketing really is, my degrees in college are in philosophy and religion. Marketing is not what I studied. I don't have a business degree. So as I was learning marketing while doing marketing, I remembered having a lot of questions. And once some of those questions went unanswered, I remember thinking it could be done better. And that's how I got here. Spark doesn't exist because I got mad. My company doesn't exist because I didn't have good people in my life teaching me stuff. That's not true. Spark doesn't exist because I had it all figured out. Spark exists because I thought there was a better way to do it. And I couldn't find anybody doing it that way. So we started it ourselves and it's been hard. I've dropped the ball so many times but I've picked the ball up every single time and I've helped businesses succeed with a better way to execute their brand strategy and a broader appreciation for what businesses actually need in marketing plans. Not I have eight tools and here are all eight of them because that's what most marketing agencies do. And I detest that. Instead, we spend weeks learning about your business if we don't know the industry already. And then we spend more time learning about your business, how you do it differently. And then we bring you the branding and marketing that you need to best help you capitalize on where you are in this moment. A lot of use in that strategy. That's what we do. And we do that because in 2010, when I left ministry, I ended up Chick-fil-A. I remember how I got here. You have a journey. Now, let me be super clear. I glossed over a lot of bad days in that <clears throat> this is your life in 12 years done in 45 seconds. And if you're sitting here listening and you're like, Brad, my journey sucks. It's been awful. And you survived it. You overcame it. 
you are still standing. And that's a reason to celebrate. It might not be a big party. There might not be a parade. Everyone might not be able to be in attendance. Most people won't even know what you've had to overcome to get here, but you got here. And while I might be hosting the segment, me and you friends, we're not different. I'm not ahead of you. I'm not better than you. I'm just the host of the segment. A friend introduced me to Glenn and I'm not terrible at talking. That's all. This is my skill set. But if your journey is triumphant and you're ignoring that because I don't, I don't know, I don't know why people who have triumphant lives don't celebrate them because I would celebrate them like crazy. You should too. More often than not in your present day, in your present life, the doubts you have are dislocated from our ability to appreciate the journey we've been on. Because if we could tell our former selves, if you could tell Brad sitting in the pastor's office with his name on a sign out in front of the street, frustrated by what Christianity in the South looks like sometimes. Frustrated that we'll go to all the places unless they don't look like our church already looks and then we don't go to those places. And really, really struggling with that. If you'd have told him that he would have a captive audience every single week of a couple hundred people who really wanna listen to him as he pours in to them and he doesn't have to just come from the one book and he can bring the one book in a whole new way through an industry he's never heard of, that guy sitting in that office would be overjoyed at the prospect of being a brand strategist in Wilmington, North Carolina, sharing at the breakfast table. Because that guy was struggling. He was a pastor with a newborn in East Tennessee. And if I let the present doubts overwhelm the journey I've been on. I forget how good it is to be here today. And the journey's not finished. So remember how you got here. Number three, your success is yours. A good dictionary will tell you that success is the accomplishment of an aim or a goal, right? You've accomplished something you were shooting at, something you set out to do. That's what success is. What it doesn't tell you is that the origin of those goals becomes the author of those successes. What I'm saying is look at your definition of success and ask yourself this incredibly important, very piercing, but very simple question. Is your definition of success your own? Is that, is, that your, is that your definition? When you define success, do you hear you talking? I know you've hit marks at work and that's important, but it's also got its place. 
because sometimes we just need the job. And I'm not so naive to think that we're all defined by whatever our profession is. Some of us are. I am. Happily. And I think that's a luxury. We don't all get that luxury. I haven't always had that luxury. But one of the best things that has ever happened to me as an entrepreneur, as a father, I have good parents. I have great parents. And I don't define the successes of my marriage by what Tom and Kim called them. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Well, do. And the minute I learned not to do that, and the minute Grace learned not to define the success of her marriage to Brad by what Rob and Cindy do, her parents, who have a great marriage. Once we learned that their definitions of success in marriage are not our definitions of success in marriage, and we got to write that chapter, it changed the way we communicated in marriage because we recognized we were living it while writing it. And that is horrifying and exhilarating and thrilling and daunting. And that's what great relationships and partnerships should be. Because when you accomplish a thing in that space, that's a radical kind of success. What are your goals? What do you define as success? Is it your definition or did you pick it up somewhere? Is it what your daddy told you or your mama said? Is it what the former boss told you? Or is it what some guru you're listening to on Clubhouse has told you success is supposed to be? Did you download the Spotify podcast and just do what Brad told you without ever pausing to say, what do I believe? If you've adopted someone else's goals as your own, then you're just out there earning them new successes. Could you imagine if I gave you the five things you need to do to be successful and you took those five things and you accomplished them and someone said, how'd you do it? And you said, Brad, then I win and I might not even know you. Now I love teaching and I love writing and I love consulting with businesses. I do it all the time. But the most important step in what we do at Spark and what I do in my individual consultations with people is make sure I understand what they are passionate about long before I tell them what it is to be successful. Because when you carry someone else's ideas of success, even your wins can be defeating. It's certainly a fleeting success. It falls flat. If you just got a win and you're still seeking approval for it, you didn't win. Someone else did. And you did all the work. And that leads to doubts that you can't even determine the origin of. You don't even know where they came from. Because for most of us, we don't even realize we have yet to set our own goals. We have yet to define our own 
successes. And if you do have your own goals, those are yours. Who cares what others think success looks like? Who cares? They don't have your priorities. They don't have your goals. They're not on your journey. They don't live your life. Your success is supposed to be your exclusive property only to be shared with those that lift your joy and your spirits. Everyone else can go kick rocks. You have permission to only share your success, your goals, and your passions with people who matter to you. Not people who matter to the breakfast table. Oh, Brad's Brad's been at the breakfast table for a minute. I should probably tell him what my priorities are. Brad has no idea what to do with those. Unless you're someone who pours into Brad and Brad is someone who pours into you. Then bring them. I want them. Give them to me. Find your people so that when you have your successes and you have your goals and it's time for the party, you already have the invite list. You're just waiting to win. That's a good posture to be in, in business and in life. So number three is your success is yours. Number four, there are only five, I promise. Take the wins. Take the wins. Last week, if you're listening live or in the previous episode that I'm on, I have no idea what number it is. Last week, I spoke on house money. I talked about how we've all been granted chips. We didn't go out there and earn simply because we get to exist. And what I was really driving at was that while existing seems kind of irrelevant, it's not. It's a one in 400 billion shot and you made it. Living life is a win. Family is a win. Having a job is a win. Having a kick-ass Tuesday is a win. Getting the good parking spot at work is a win. Finishing ahead of schedule is a win. Finishing the game before the rain came is a win. Getting congratulations is a win. You got up today. Congratulations. That's a win. Most of our doubt is tied to our perception of loss. We are so good at spotting loss. We become accountants of loss. We know when we're on a losing streak. And it doesn't even have to be tied to reality. We just have to perceive the loss and the string of losses. And we're really, really good at assessing the key failures that led to the loss. Now, we don't go a step further. More often than not, we don't go further to find out how we lost, what happened. We're busy blaming ourselves or somebody else. We threw a party of defeat and are pissed off no one showed up. And while we're sitting there in our loss and our perceptions, we forget all about the wins. But you worked so hard for that win. You did the thing that was worthy of praise. You got up early and earned that parking spot. I know it seems silly, but it's okay to be stoked you got the good space. It's okay to be overjoyed that you hit all the green lights. 
because you might get to work and it's a train wreck today. So you better be celebrating green lights when you walk across the parking lot from your good space, wearing your power tie or feeling like that dress hit you just perfect today. Because if the chips of life just fell in your favor and you don't know where the win you just won came from, that's just house money. And celebrate that too. We have got to get better at celebrating when we make a good batch of coffee or when our kids wake up positive. We've got to be there because life's not easy. Even when you know all your successes, even when you know all your goals, even when you're defining things on your own terms, life's tricky. Just as easily as my son walked in and very preciously and very quietly said good morning, which blows me away that he did that. I fully expected to ask Benjamin to tell you all good morning, him ignore me because he's staring at my cell phone, guys. He doesn't know how Clubhouse works. They haven't, it hasn't made it to the two-year-old market yet. He doesn't know what to do on this app. And so at seven o'clock in the morning here on the East Coast, telling my two-year-old to talk to my cell phone when he sees a bunch of circles of people he doesn't know and him going, good morning. That's a win. You have any idea how cool of a parent that made me look like? I was fully prepared for you all to hear him say no. And then you all empathize with me as a parent. I was prepared for that win. I was preparing for the, yeah, little kids don't have any chill, do they, Brad? I remember. And you're going to empathize with me and we were going to have that win. That's the win I was prepared to celebrate. And instead, I got an even better win. He responded. He was precious. And in, over the next 25 minutes, he left the room and hasn't come back yet, which blows my mind. I have no idea what's happening in my house right now. I haven't heard anything crash and no one's crying. I assume one of his brothers or his mom is awake now. But how do you get into that place where you're like, man, what a win. I'm gonna go downstairs and get that kid whatever he wants for breakfast. How do I celebrate that win? How am I prepared for that win? And that's our fifth, our fifth step to overcoming doubt. I do not like the phrase, practice makes perfect. I think it's a lie. I really do. Because there's some of you who have been practicing the excellence of your craft for decades and you are nowhere near perfect. In fact, you may have practiced it for so long, you now see that the ceiling is infinitely higher and out of reach. I was on this app just the other day in a room Marvin Reed created with Chris Doe, who is like my hero in branding. And Marvin said, Brad, do you have any questions for Chris? And I got to speak to one of my heroes and ask him questions. And he gave me answers and he said, my name. And I know that I'll never know everything that man knows about branding. So why do I practice? It's not because practice makes perfect. 
It's because practice makes permanent. Practice makes permanent. Teammates, layups, and drills. I love a good sports analogy. So we will wrap or start wrapping up with a little bit of basketball. How you live your life personally or professionally is always reflected of reflective of how you live your life away from whatever spotlights you have on you. I have never been more aware of this until the last year of my life. I don't, it's these clubhouse streets. It's a few successes with Spark. Starting a new apparel company. It's having been in the same town for about four years now, which has been a long time for our family. That's like a record. But I've had strangers recognize me on the ball field. They like know my voice. When someone tells me they know my voice, it immediately scares me. I'm like, oh no. They've heard me on Clubhouse. They know me from a podcast. Oh geez. Cause they recognize my voice while I'm screaming and yelling while coaching Little League Baseball. I'm I'm just Elliot's dad who's also the coach of the team i've been stopped at my son's school by people who saw me speak somewhere or heard me that's very weird i'm not used to that i get mail from people i don't know it's surreal i have a dozen books that people want me to read so that i can tell them what i think about their book That's so cool. I was at a lunch meeting yesterday here in in Wilmington when a woman two tables over said, hey to me, she she said my name. And then she told me that we'd never, ever met, but she's met my wife and follows me on social media. And what the listeners and the other Little League parents and the strangers at lunch and the podcast subscribers don't know is that I doubt me. I doubt that I am the coach I am, or I doubt that the coach that I am reflects the man I'm trying to be. I was at lunch yesterday with two other women, neither of them my wife. And I immediately started running through our entire conversation that this stranger that has once met my wife and followed me online was overhearing. And I don't want any of you to ever meet the guy from Breakfast with Champions and be underwhelmed. So I thank God for teammates, layups, and drills. I thank God those two women at lunch, that's Brooke and Diana. Brooke owns a couple of businesses here in town with her husband, and she is a brilliant woman in the trades world. And she works in and around construction stuff. Diana is a tremendous salesperson in her own right in the flooring industry. And she's also the woman we've dedicated all of the profits of my apparel company to for our first two months. So if you go to donttellmom.com and read about Diana and her fight against two kinds of cancer, you'll see that she and her husband are dear friends of mine. And all four of them are on my team. The two of them just happened to be with me at lunch yesterday. And on the ball field, Steven, Dave, Chris, and Dale are my opposing coaches. And a couple of them listen to this show. So, hey, guys, we're all very, very competitive. We want our little eight-year-olds and seven-year-olds to kick butt. But we're actually much better friends. We love our kids. We love baseball. 
but we also hold one another accountable. And on my own team, I have Kelly, James, and Brian as my assistants, good men who care about me and love our team. At Spark, I have Zach and Ryan and countless others reminding me of my purpose and the purpose of our company. John and Nate are two of my very best friends and they started Don't Tell My Mom with me. I love them very, very much. Liz, Mike, Seth, David, my parents, and of course my wife and kids are the best teammates in life that I could ever ask for. I don't go anywhere alone unless my doubts make me question my team. And then that's a lie because again, doubt is often a liar. And the team that I love, that loves me back in work and networking and on ball fields and at parties and at event stages are always checking on me. And some of them even check my work. Am I maintaining my focus, keeping the main things the main things? Am I starting from my center and moving forward or am I playing by someone else's definitions of success? Am I celebrating the easy wins? They cheer for me. They remind me of the days where I could barely dribble up and down the court, let alone lead the fast break and score the winning buckets. My teammates remind me that the layups are points too. Take the points when you can. Half-court shots and Hail Marys make for great TV, but they are garbage strategies. Layups and free throws win games. Learn to love the layups. And the best way I've learned to love teammates and get good at the small things is in the practice time. Responding to emails making content, posting content, asking for help, offering the help, setting the schedule, keeping the schedule, making the phone calls, trying something new, evaluating the business, evaluating me. These are the drills. I try to hit the drills as often as I can. No, I don't hit the drills every single day. You think I spent all day answering emails? I could. No chance. No, 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 no. As soon as this show is over, I have an hour to get ready for a breakfast appointment at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I don't have time for emails, but I make time for emails because the drills lead to the layups. The team helps you get open for the layups and then high fives you when you make it or holds you up when you botch the shot. Because don't believe I've never bricked a layup. Oh, I've bricked it. And in my life, when I am reminded of the excellence of my teammates, the importance of the layups, and the need to always hit the drills, even if they're boring, it becomes really hard to doubt myself. I'm too busy being surrounded by excellence that's engaged with me. See, some of us see the excellence around us And it causes us to doubt. Because we're not connected to it. It's like sharks circling. Now I'll tell you something about excellence. It's not concerned about you. Until you're a part of it. And then it's just swimming with you. 
excellence runs together. And so if you feel surrounded, but the things circling you make you doubt, you're either in the wrong body of water or you're seeing things incorrectly. You're so busy measuring success by someone else's standards. You're so busy allowing your doubt to isolate you. that You can't see that the sharks circling are actually inviting you to come swim with them. They're not trying to devour you. They're asking you to be a part of the journey that is excellent. You are surrounded this morning. We may have a couple hundred strangers here on the call right now. Maybe you're new here, but you've got teammates. You're in a space that constantly works on hitting the layups and celebrating the wins. Breakfast with champions are a people who practice what we preach because practice makes permanent. And you sit at this table. Brad, I'm new here. I don't even know how Clubhouse works. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter. Brad, I'm only downloading podcasts. I don't even know any of you. That's on you, Chief. Send an email. Follow somebody on Instagram. Download Clubhouse. I don't know anybody for all the success that is represented by the brilliant people who speak at Breakfast with Champions. And I am very low on that totem pole. I don't know anybody who's inaccessible. We got CEOs and founders and authors, and entrepreneurs, people who've been at it for decades and are the best in their field. And they pick up their phone. They respond to messages. You're surrounded today. These five things or what I do to help overcome the doubt demons that slide into my weak moments. When I lose the clients, when the leads don't convert, when the products fail and the expectations go unmet. These five things. I remember that the priorities are the guardrails of the journey, success is not. I remember that I got here, that I'm here now. And I remember how I got here. And in the bad days, I remember that I overcame them. In the good days, I celebrate them. I can do all of that with hindsight. And I remember that my success is mine. It is my job to define my success. It is my job to determine what my goals are. I don't need to be taught how to be successful. Sometimes I just might need some help understanding what to do with my passions. And I take the wins. Even the silly ones, the little ones. My strategy is not the Hail Mary. My strategy is to get in position to hit the layups. And I do not let doubt define me when I don't win. I just go shoot again. And lastly, practice makes permanent. And I recognize that I get to practice with my teammates. We get to run the layup line together. We get to do the drills. And my team, my team in this house where I'm coming to you from, the little boy you heard earlier in the segment, that's my team. 
And when I go to check my emails, that's my team. And at my nine o'clock meeting, that's my team because I am surrounded by my teammates. I am not excellent because I run the plays all by myself. I'm on an excellent team and I get to wear the same jersey they're all wearing. So these have been the five things that help me overcome doubt when it slides into my weakness. And I hope they've helped you. We've got about 15 minutes left. So if you'd like to chime in, guys, you're more than welcome to unmike, throw out your share, throw out a question, whatever you want to do. It's Mary Lynn. Good morning. Good morning, Brad. Everyone's saying good morning. Am I in the matrix? Look at that. (laughs) Everybody, everybody popping (laughs) off, Brad. Everybody's popping off. That's crazy. Yes, yes. Mary Lynn, go for it. Well, I have to continue. First off, of course, you know, hearing your son, I won't use all the time talking about how that moved me, but I'm going to tell a little quick story about my son and what you brought up for me eight years ago today. This morning, I saw the memory of my son at a track meet, and he, he was a great 300 meter hurdler, and we had the preliminary race. He was so far out, we thought that he didn't hear the gun. He was a shoe in. The next uh, qualifier, he was way out there. And guess what? He tripped, he stumbled, he hit the ground, he bloodied his knees, he got up and came in second. And everyone thought he was out. And my son's like, no, I'm going to run. So he ended up being district champ at that meet. So what I say to that is sometimes people think, you know, if you're not first, you're last. I disagree with that because he was second and then he became champion. So he could have doubted himself. He was bloodied. He could have settled for average, but he was like, no way. And all the practice he made, you know, he put in made, made him perfect. So you just brought that all back to me. It happened to come up this morning. It was perfect. You love sports. I love sports. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> yes, I do love sports. I have a problem. All right. Somebody else. Hey, jump Brad. In. This is uh, David. Hey, good morning. Up. It's amazing. Angelie. Hi, Angelie. Good morning. First of all, um, I just want to say thank you so much. You, um, you're you all in my stomping ground in North Carolina. I'm from Chapel Hill, Tar Hill clan. Um, but I just, <laughs> so I wanted just to say that all of these points were so vital to me just because I have always, I used to, I can say I used to doubt myself all the time because of my childhood trauma and the things that I have gone through with you know, with domestic violence. And I'm so grateful that now that people have come into my path to change um, my life. And so this is the thing that I am just so I'm celebrating just the small things. And the fact that I have gone on to write about a lot of my trauma and and move on to create a business just just because of what I have gone through my experiences. So I learned to turn my pain into profit, so to speak. Excuse me. And so I wanted to also just, you know, um, you know, encourage someone that, you know, you 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 can go through things that you have gone in your past and you just, you know, you have to be open and uh, transparent because that your testimony can help can actually open doors for you. And then that's when when I shared my story, the fact that I had I had a chance to uh, offer to write about it, and and then I had other you know opportunities to move forward in that. And I so when you said to celebrate, you know, even just you know my success is my success, and I look at that. I can't uh, keep comparing myself to other people because I'm not where they're at. And I learned to um, also be. I'm learning to 
realize that my children are looking at me everything at everything that I'm doing. And so if anyone would go to my page, you will actually see how I also, just like Marilyn was speaking of her son, my son is a basketball player, loves basketball. Um, and he and the fact that he has looked at me and that I have never given up on all the things that we have gone through, he um, he actually dislocated his knee last January. And I showed a video on how he was just determined to not give up because not just because of his passion, but he has seen his mom to just keep going. And so I showed that video from the time he went from the surgery to the to therapy and then gone on to making shots, three pointer, you know, from way out and then going on to the championship as well this this past March. So it just shows that if you just not for yourself, but for generations to come behind you. So these points were very vital. I just want to share that. And I'm also making that step with opening my room with showing uh, how I'm turning. Also, I'm not allowing my past because unfortunately my parents were my abusers, but I'm showing that I can also be, you know, learn how to forgive. And I'm bench being a caregiver for my mother because she needed that. But at the same time, I'm supporting other caregivers that we, the, the milestones that we have gone through to be caregivers, we can do it and support each other. So this is amazing, Angel Lee, and I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much again. Go Tar Heels. And there you go. She, she, she ended it right there with an amen. I hear you, Tar Heels. Um, yeah, Angel Lee, I, man, gosh, sis, thank you for being so clear and so uh, honest with everyone here at the table. Um, I think um, I am, I feel especially honored that you have allowed me to speak into your experience, which is very different from my own. And I am glad we sit at the same table eye to eye. Um, I, it, it honors me. Hey, Glenn Lundy, did I see you on mic a little bit ago? What up? What, hey, up, what up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Good morning, Breakfast with Champions. Uh, did you notice, Brad, that even, even the champions in this room, even their kids are champions? You know Glenn, did you hear Benjamin come in, my son, my youngest? I didn't. I didn't hear that part. Glenn, I've been did on this. I've been doing this show now with you for the better part of a year, right? At different, at different segments, and I've never been interrupted by anyone in my family, and I've always done it from my office at home. And this morning, the first time ever, the the office door opened really slowly, and Benjamin just kind of walked up, and I was like, guys, I don't really quite know <laughs> what to do. And I said, Benjamin, say say good morning. And you know how two year olds are, man. They they're not compliant. And of I was like, not. I was like, say good morning. And in his most precious little man voice, he told he told Breakfast with Champions good morning. And it made me look like such a good dad. It's not how life is. He probably went downstairs and broke some stuff. But um, but yeah, man. So everybody got to meet everybody got to meet Benji this morning. That's a big moment, man. That's a big moment. And I love that we now are able to share, create, inspire, and do all of those things in a way where we can be entangled with our families, right? I was on a, a podcast interview yesterday, being interviewed yesterday, and throughout the one-hour podcast, I had uh, two, two of my different babies come up at different points, and it's just like, hey, you know, there's, there's, there's my baby. This is a part, this is a part of how it is. So I love that, Brad, but isn't it interesting, right? Like, even the champions in this room, we're, we're breeding more champions and we're attracting more champions. And so I love what uh, Mary Lynn had just had, had to share and um, the young lady with her son being a champion in basketball. 
Like, I, I love that. I really, really do. And I wanted to add to what you shared, Brad, as far as your five points. I think I hear a hot mic somewhere down there. I hear, um, or I heard something, Brad, that I wanted to just add an extra layer onto. And as you were talking about practice not making perfect, practice making permanent, there was two things that popped into my head. One was I used to, when I was at the dealership, uh, I really wanted to become a good golfer, Brad. Like I wanted to be a really good golfer, right? A lot of business deals happen on the golf course. And so I made a commitment. The only time window I had to play golf was to be at the golf course at about 6.15 a.m. And then I convinced the people at the golf course, the groundskeepers would leave a cart out for me because they weren't even open till like 7.30 or something. So they'd leave a cart out and I would go out and I would play nine holes of golf in about an hour, hour, just over an hour, hour and a half. And then I would go uh, into the office for the day, right? And so I was doing this five days a week, man, just playing nine holes of golf, nine holes of golf, nine holes of golf, nine holes of golf, out there by myself, the most beautiful scenery that you could possibly imagine, you know, perfect weather, birds are chirping, everybody's just getting moving, like my favorite, my favorite time of day. And I'm swinging 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 and I'm practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing and practicing. And Brad, I did this for like two full seasons, right? Two full golf seasons. And guess how much better I got? None. Yep. I didn't get any better. I didn't get any better. You know why I didn't get any better? Because practice by itself doesn't make it, I, I was practicing the bad habits that I had already created on the golf course over the years. I was making permanent the hitch in my mel- elbow. I was making permanent the fact that I wasn't twisting my hips. I was making all of those things permanent, right? Because I had been practicing them for years and years and years. Without having a coach out there, someone who could watch from the outside, Someone who could say, hey, no, man, you got to turn your grip a little bit to the left right there. Or you need to, you need to back up in your stance a little bit. You need to shift your, your foot a, a half an inch to the left or to the right. Without having someone in my life to help point out and make me aware of the things that I was practicing incorrectly, all I did is cement in those things that ultimately didn't get me the results that I desired. So I just wanted to add that layer to what you were sharing because all of us, there are many things that we've been practicing the wrong way. Conversations we may have, the way we get out of bed, the, the level of, 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 of energy with which we attack our work day, our workflow, the times that we jump on social media, grabbing our phones first thing in the morning, all of these things, right? You've become really, really, really good at them. You've practiced them for a long time. You've made them permanent. But are they serving you? And if they're not, it's so incredibly important to get that outside perspective, to humble yourself, to put the ego aside. And say, hey, yeah, I'm willing to put in the work and practice the layups. I'm willing to do that every single day, all the, all day long. But I'm not going to come out here and do this alone. I'm going to let other people 
shine some light into areas of growth, development, and opportunity where I can get better. And I'm going to practice progress because as we progress and celebrate, like Brad was saying, then we can really reach those high levels of success and those big wins. So I just wanted to add that, Brad. Your segments are always freaking fire. Thank you, brother. No, that was good. I don't. I don't know if you guys know um, Glenn Lundy, but I think I think he has a future in like motivational speaking and training and coaching. I think he should <laughs> investigate that. Um, he is a motivational speaker. He's the best motivational speaker I ever met, Brad. I think Love we're onto you. something there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Glenn. Glenn, we're here to all invest in uh, in your future. Um, so if you ever decide that the car sales thing isn't isn't what you're gonna do, um, you just let us know, and we'll we'll start a club or something where we will all get together and um, invest back into you investing in us. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about the prospects of it. We'll call it like breakfast with champions. Right, right, right. Um, that's just popcorning. That came off the top of my head. I love it, man. I love it. All right, everybody, we've got about a couple minutes left to go if anybody wants to jump in, but you got to be quick because I'm afraid of Barbara Majeski. So, hey, um, Brad, can I jump hey. in? This is uh, David yes. speaking. Yeah, so um, I, I heard what you were saying about, uh, you know, practice does make perfect. And then I heard Glenn, too, you know, and um, I think it's it's really true to just kind of key in on, you know, those things of, uh, you know, what what you're feeling comfortable with and, and uh, getting into the the flow of, uh, you know, how the group is functioning. And um, I'm really glad that uh, Glenn let me up on stage. I appreciate it, Glenn. And then Brad here, and you share how, um, you know, getting that practice in and spending time on sports is uh, important, you know. And to be honest with you guys, when I was little, I, I was terrible at sports. Like I, I couldn't play a single sport to save my life, like other than like, you know, there's a few out there uh, other than, you know, I, I, I'd be really interested in, but, um, you know, as I got older, um, I, I kind of started to develop a, an appreciation for like football um, and whatnot. But, you know, as I as I truly got older, you know, now now that I'm 30 with a, a bunch of gray hair on my head, which is fun to look at, um, I get to uh, uh, function with, uh, you know, people who I consider my, my coworkers and my friends. And just realizing, you know, how important it is to figure out how to get into the, the flow of things. And I really liked what Glenn was saying as far as uh, practice does make permanent, you know, because when you're doing these habits over and over again, like they wear on your jo joints, like you could look at your joints and, you know, see the 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 uh, effects it's having on it. So, Glenn, that's a pretty profound way to, to put it. But, um, Brad, I, I really appreciate how, uh, you know, like you were sharing about your kid coming in and having that time to, uh, talk to your, talk to your little ones and how important that is. And, um, honestly, it really put me in perspective of how I, I was with sports. I was like, I, I was never like a standout athlete or anything, but to actually, uh, realize how important getting into a, a flow with, uh, how the group is moving is really important. So just want to. Say, I appreciate you, Brad. I appreciate everybody in the room. If uh, you guys want to shoot me a follow, I'd be happy to follow you guys back. And um, hope you guys are all having a lovely day. Have a happy uh, uh, holiday weekend. And uh, love all of you guys. And uh, I'm just happy to uh, enjoy my breakfast with all of these champions on stage right now. Awesome. Thank you, David. Appreciate that share, my man. All right, everybody. That is the top of the hour. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.